Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Tuesday, blessed feast of St. Anthony of the Desert, St. Anthony the Great. Very uh, important Satan in my own life, very inspiring. And also welcome to episode 406 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where this evening we'll talk a little bit about the Paramount Plus series, The Offer, which I just recently started watching. I'm about eight or nine episodes in, getting very close to finishing the series. Uh, spoiler warning, I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, though I do, of course, have have some gripes here and there. The typical kind of gripes you would expect from a, from, from a traditional Catholic like myself. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also talk about The Last of Us, Episode 1, The Last of Us, uh, on HBO Max, finally has been released. It has been taking the internet by storm. It has been breaking the minds of people like Jeremy Griggs over at Geese and Gamer Shots. Jeremy, uh, I, I just I love the title and thumbnail for his video where he basically was like, I, I liked it. And he, uh, <laughs> it's like, I hate the fact that I like it, but I liked it. Um, I, have, I have some similar thoughts, but also some some criticisms as well. So we'll just talk about that. And uh, also, we will have our, our general box office discussion, talk a little bit about the Wednesday Raven Awards, because you have just less than a week left to put together and put forward your nominees uh, for this year's Wednesday Raven Awards. It's our Oscars boycott. So if you have yet to do so, please make sure that you vote. Uh, make sure that you, again, put your uh, your nominees out there. Right now, we're just collecting names, collecting films. And so, uh, again, uh, over on YouTube, the uh, Google form is being posted, um, as is the form over on Odyssey. It may not be clickable on some of the platforms. I know that on Rumble, for instance, these forms aren't clickable. Uh, but you should be able to still copy and paste it in. So a Google form, it'll bring you to Wednesday Raven Award nominations. And then as you have the time to fill it out and put in what you think the best film of the year 2022 was, the worst film of the year of 2022, amongst the many other categories, the plethora of other categories. And so a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So let's go ahead and dive into the chat. But before we do, and before we go any further, please make sure that you smash that like button. Let that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey and smash the rumble button as well. It always helps. And again, thank you very much for being here and for being members on the channel. Uh, before getting into that chat, actually, I did want to have a, uh, a moment to uh, announce something that uh, I found out just over the last few days. Um, and it is uh, about, uh, first off, uh, update on Tina B. It seems that her, her eyesight is getting a, a little bit better every day. She's been very active on the Discord, so if you're not on the Discord, she's there. She can't really read any of your messages, so she can see giants GIFs right, and, and giants emojis and things like that. And if you post videos, she can kind of make those out. She's more listening to content than anything else. Uh, but she is there. She's very active. I know that she's got some appointments coming up as well. So still praying for for her. Um, uh, but she is very, very, very active. And so it seems like she's in, in pretty good spirits. Also, uh, the, the news that I did want to announce is that uh, Stephanie B., uh, as you all know, who has been a, a part of this channel essentially from the very beginning, 
She has been a Valkyrie on the channel, one of my mods for years, for, for many, many years, since almost as long as I've been doing uh, YouTube. Uh, unfortunately, she is no longer going to be a mod or an active mod, I should say, on the channel, as she, one, wasn't able to do the Tuesday streams anyway because of work. Uh, she now has work uh, that is going to be happening on Saturdays, and obviously, I, I understand family, work, obviously, come first. And so that is going to be the priority. And uh, because of that, she will not be able to mod either the um, either the Tuesday or uh, Tuesday or Saturday streams. Uh, so uh, again, she's not going anywhere. It's not that she's left altogether. Uh, she said that she she'll try and jump in here and there, but she just can't do full fledged uh, modding like she had been previously. Uh, and again. It is something that I absolutely understand, and I cannot wait to continue to see her pop up in the chat every now and then. But I just wanted to get that out there for anyone wondering where Stephanie is. Uh, that is what is going on there. So again, work. And uh, as we all know, especially during the times that we live in, um, work is something that is is incredibly important, and it is something that uh, is obviously has, has my full support, of course. But we love Stephanie B, and I know a lot of y'all are going to be uh, Mrs. Stephanie B. So if she, whenever she does uh, pop up in the chat, whenever she does say hello, please make sure uh, just to send her some love and uh, and and again, well, welcome her back into the Asgardian community as she is still a part of this Asgardian community. And yes, thank you very much for showing uh, the throwing up the prayer hands for Tina right now. Absolutely, continue to pray for Tina. Uh, very happy to hear again that she seems to be going in the right direction, but obviously still still early on there. Uh, let's see. Let's dive into chat now. So at 519, Dan Crane. What's going on, good sir? Said, I got the Top Gun Maverick movie in the mail today. Thanks so much. No problem at all, man. Thank you for being a Keeper of the Bifrost member. If you are the Keeper of the Bifrost on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals, you get access to a giveaways channel on my Discord. And I'm giving away stuff all the time. I just had a massive giveaway, and tons of 4Ks have been uh, you know, in the process of giving away. Uh, by the way, I have gotten some of y'all's messages on recent giveaways, and so I'll make sure to mark those down soon. But I actually just got a, a new batch of films in. So these actually I put in a while back, or one of the sets I put in a while back. So first off, uh, the 4K steelbook of John Carpenter's They Live. Look at that beauty right there. Look at that beauty right there. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Uh, anyway, so really, really excited about this one. There are a plethora of special features, says Dolby Atmos Audio, audio commentary with director John Carpenter and Roddy Piper. May he rest in peace. Independent Thoughts, which is an interview with Carpenter, interview with actor David, uh, rather with Keith David, interview with Meg Foster, and uh, a bunch of other things on there too. So this is the Scream Factory 4K Steelbook release. So Scream Factory is another one of these novelty organizations that put together these uh, these really good editions of films. So really excited to dive further into this one. So those will be, so I have uh, three of those. Two of them will be in the giveaway section soon. And then one of my favorite films of 2022 just got this in on Blu-ray. Unfortunately, they don't have a 4K of this, sadly enough. And that is The Menu with uh, Ray Fiennes. So... I'll be able to have a couple of those also featured in the giveaways section too. So again, tons of 4Ks, Blu-ray, Steelbooks, all kinds of stuff. 
going on over there. And again, keep it the Bifrost level or above. Check the top link in the video description if you want to find out more. Uh, Abomination hanging out over on Odyssey. What is going on, good sir? Thank you very much for the hyper chat donation over there. It says, just got the package in the mail. When I looked at it, it actually put a smile on my face after the abysmally stupid morning I had. Hey, well, I'm sorry you had a abysmally stupid morning. Uh, story time with Odin. As you all know, sometimes there are just crazy things that happen to me in my life. So I'm going off to uh, pick up baby Thor after a long day at work. And I had known that my tire pressure gauge had been on for a while because, you know, with the temperatures changing constantly in the area that I'm in, sometimes you have to refill the tires. And I probably should have known that something was up with one of my back tires because when I was refilling them one time, I, I realized, okay, all of them are about maybe a few PSI off. And then one of them was about 15 PSI off. And I was like, okay, maybe you need to keep an eye on this. But Everything seemed like it was okay. Finally went to the daycare today and, uh, you know, going to pick up baby Thor. And I, I thought that something didn't quite feel right. It wasn't making the, the sound that you typically get to when you get to the very bottom of, right, a tire when you can finally actually, you know, sense that the tire is flat. But I recognized that something wasn't quite right. And so luckily I checked it before going in to check out baby Thor because sure enough, I had a flat. And the lug nuts were so tight on there, I had to... It took me forever just to get the get them off to the point where when my wife finally got there to pick up a baby Thor, because obviously I couldn't do that with everything that I had to do with changing my tire, I had to actually stand on top of the tool and put all 245 pounds of my weight on it just to loosen it, which to me is just kind of ridiculous. Um, it made me wish I had one of those electric tools, and I, I probably will have to invest in one soon, uh, just just in case it happens, ever happens again. Uh, I haven't had a change of flat tire in a long time, though. And um, anyway, so I had that experience earlier uh, before the stream. So my hands are a little uh, beat up for having to, again, literally like trying to do it all by hand and then eventually realizing, oh, I need to stand on top of these things, which is, again, ridiculous. Um, definitely not turning the bar the wrong way. I saw someone put, nope, always doing lefty loosey, righty tighty. It was, it was going the right way. It just was so tight on there that I had to literally stand on it. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff, to say the very least. Um, but anyway, thank you again, uh, Abomination, for that, and I hope that you enjoy it. It says, I didn't even open it yet. I just love the attention. Hey, no problem at all, man. That, that's how you asked for it, and so that is how it was received. Good sir. All right, let's see. Kincaid Rumshki over on Rumble. What's going on, good sir? Says, by mod, do you mean wrench? Also, do you have any wrenches on Rumble? Yeah, so by mod, uh, my Valkyrie that I talk about, Yantina and stuff, they are my Valkyrie, my mods. Uh, Laura, the Mono Major General, is also one of my mods over on YouTube as well. And um, yeah, I don't have any mods on Rumble because I don't know how to do that. I, I don't know if there's even a way to do that. Uh, obviously, I would nominate you, good sir. Uh, as uh, <laughs> as as my as my mod because you're the consistent one over there, but <laughs> yeah, I don't really know uh, about that. Cacao cookies minions, what's going on? Welcome over on YouTube. Getting back into the YouTube chat, Bruce. Thank you for helping me test that out earlier. Uh, it just makes things easier. I had uh, in the docs on my OBS, it would always pop up with a highlight of at Odin. Whereas in my main chat, I would always be logged in with my main account, and so it wouldn't. I had to be looking for it. So I finally created another one, and now it's, oh, it's so much better, so much easier. Uh, Bruce went on to say, uh, earlier today I watched at, I watched Zoolander 2, and I think I actually caught autism by watching it. Dang, son! Wow. 
Yeah, I don't think I've... I, I, I think I've yet to see the second one, to be honest. It looks so bad, I think I just refuse to even give it a chance. Kimberly G, what is going on? Snortapoopus Cuber, how are humans and other quitters? What's going on? Hail to you. Uh, there she is, the modern major general of the channel, Laura. Thank you again for being here, saying a big hands hi to everyone. Yes, the big... I don't know why YouTube added these these things. It's just it's just the silliest thing, uh, but they're great. He then, uh, Laura then goes on to say, Zoolander is an American treasure. They should, uh, they, shoot, they should shoot a copy of it into space just in case we get blow up by a comet or something. Yeah, or, or at the very least, we need to put it into like a time capsule and be like, this is the most important movie of a generation. Master of Gaming, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Orange High Reviews, what's going on? How does it go on? J-Roar, what's going on? Input Latency, hail. Mr. Roy, hello to you, good sir. Thank you for joining us. Amber, Amber Chamber, Amber, I don't know why. I Ambrose Chamberpot, what's going on? Welcome back. Appreciate you being here. He's excited for the This Is Us review. Ah, I see what you did there. Not the right show, but I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate what you did there. Uh, let's see. On Livian, welcome to the chat. Here in the Steadfast, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, CJM, what is going on? Great Wuda in the chat. Physics Channel Kenny Lee says, how you been doing? I, again, I've been better. A little tired from, from the car issues earlier, but was able to get a, an early appointment tomorrow and uh, dropping off, going to drop off the flat tire. And luckily, I've got my first period of the day teaching uh, is, is going to be a uh, planning period. So it gives me a little extra time to try to... It'd be great if they could get to it before it, and then I could just leave and, and not have to worry about it again. Worst case scenario, though, I can drop it off, get to work around the same time I normally do. And still get my off period, and then they'll have it ready by the end of the day where I can go pick it up after. So, either way, it would work out because the spare is good for uh, about 100 miles. And luckily, traveling to school, I, I don't ever have to go over 55, which is what their limit is. I will definitely be checking my air pressure tomorrow, though, because, man, glad I did that. Glad I've had some experience with uh, changing tires previously. It's again, some people have never changed tires before in their life. I remember that was like one thing my dad wanted to make sure that I knew how to do um, was one to check oil and, and two to be able to change a tire, right? Very basic stuff. Um, and so I'm very thankful for my dad for, for teaching me those, those early skills because again, it becomes very useful down the line. I remember that I was one of the few persons that knew how to change a tire. And I had a friend, we were going to a, just a general generic high school, you know, theater party you know this is back in the day when i was doing doing high school theater and one of our friends got a flat you know pulling up to the house and i was just like oh well I, i'll go ahead and change that for you because i knew how to do it um so uh yeah very very thankful that i just i have that that uh general uh knowledge but it's been a while and uh it's just it's not fun it's not fun i don't want it so other than that physics chat other than that physics, ch physics channel I, i've been doing okay um i've been doing okay uh, Gus, what is going on? Akili Chow, hail to you. Uh, Baby Thor's doing just fine. The Lady Freya's doing okay. She's a little sick, uh, but she was able to step up and, and help me uh, pick up Baby Thor while I was trying to deal with the dang car, having to step on the, the dang 
the dang tool just to get the 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 lug nuts off. Super Anime Gamer, hey, what's up, my dude? What is going on? Laura says, I still think The Godfather is overrated. Goodfellas is a much better mod movie. Um, I will disagree with your assessment of The Godfather being overrated. I think that it is rated just fine, right? To me, it's not over or underrated. I think it's right where it needs to be as one of the greatest films of all time. There's just so many really great parts to it. Um, though I'm definitely of the mindset that I think I like Godfather Part 2 more. Um, they're really a great complement to each other, right? Godfather 1 is solid. Godfather Part 2, also solid. I, I just I really like some of those extra things that they do in, in Part 2. And I love the ending, how it all connects back to, to the original. Uh, but Goodfellas is great too. So again, I think Goodfellas is right there up, up there. And, and I would say as far as Opening lines con- being concerned, I mean, all my life I wanted to be a gangster. I mean, yeah, can't really get better than that. So definitely will agree that it should be up there. Laura then says, are you willing to tell us what you voted for uh, on the Ravens? If not now, maybe during the ceremony. Yeah, I think I, I probably uh, I probably will. I mean, I still need to I still need to do my top five or top ten of 2022 list or my bottom five, bottom ten of 2022 list. As I said, the only film that I'm really waiting on is is the whale. Uh, but I, I just have not had the willpower <laughs> to to be able to to schedule to go see it again when once school's in session and just obviously uh, family family time and, and family obligations. It's it's so hard to <laughs> find the motivation to uh, to do it. But I uh, I uh, yeah, I, I think that that's something I would be willing to do. Because uh, I'm going to be announcing the nominees sometime next week. Because for those that don't know, the timeline on the Raven Awards, and I'll go ahead and uh, let me get that set up real quick, so that way um, y'all can y'all can see what I'm seeing. Because y'all need, y'all need to start picking things up, and by y'all I mean the people who haven't voted yet. So here is uh, current 54 people have responded. That's right, 54 people. I expect more. I need more. Um, there are some categories where it's very clear that there is a favorite. So I, I appreciate that makes my job a lot easier. But there's a couple of categories where it's like all over the place. And so there might be a situation where there's actually more than five nominees in a category. Uh, for instance, I, I know that in the uh, category for Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, my goodness. Um, there are so many different. <laughs> they're just There's so many different people. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that category looks like. Um, but anyway, yeah, fill these out, put your nominees out there. If you don't have something in mind, you can just put N slash a, and, uh, that, that would be totally fine. All right. That would be totally fine for you to be able to do that. And, um, but basically I will be shutting this down on Sunday. So this coming Sunday, I'll shut this down and I will then put together the nominees list and then we'll announce those nominees, make a video, slash uh, live stream announcement of those. Not at the same time as the Oscars, obviously, because the Oscars are going to be really early in the morning, and I'm not going to do that as far as the nominations being announced. But it will be the same day, and we'll get the nominations out there, and, and I might be able to add saying, you know, I voted for this one, so I'm glad that this one got some recognition, or oh, I got voted for this one, and no one else voted for it, so I'm very sad and disappointed in you. 
Um, <laughs> so anyway, th that's the current state of the Raven Awards. And obviously then from that point, you will then get a link to an official ballot where it'll be not you having to type things in, but just having to, uh, you know, select your favorite or to abstain from voting. I added that last year. And I think a lot of people really preferred having that as an option, especially in categories where there was a lot of films that they had not yet seen. But my favorite one is, uh, is for best picture because I do it rank vote system. I, I do rank voting for it. And it drives people crazy, but to me, it's just a lot of fun to see like the overall just love or dislike of certain films. And you can also tell which films are either hated or films that just no one saw based off of the uh, the different ratings. But yeah, it makes it fun. It definitely makes it a lot of fun. So anyway, currency of the Raven Awards there. Uh, Bruce says, I swear it was just yesterday when Will smacked Chris. Gary Pendrick over to Worthington says, watch The Last of Us was okay, but these tropes have been done before, so need to watch more to give more indefinite, uh, more definitive result. Well, I guess here's the other thing too, right? I, I don't know if you've seen much of the game, right? I guess since you since you brought this up, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and pull and, and pull the story up about The Last of Us because, you know, there's only been one episode so far, right? And for the most part, it's actually, it's pretty good. So what I mean by what you were talking about, the tropes, well, this is based off of the 2013 video game, all right? So it's not like this story is is brand new. This is a story that existed back in 2013. So a lot of the tropes that have been tired and done, right? At the time that this game came out, I don't remember there being... I feel like that was almost the heyday of the post-apocalyptic, right? Or maybe you could say, like, the, the peak of the post-apocalyptic. You know, uh, Walking Dead was not 20 seasons in, to their their show yet at that point they were what maybe halfway through or something so i do think that they're uh you know I, I think that is a good way of being able to kind of kind of explain it you know obviously the adaptation of this into a actual tv series you know taking taking as long as it did i think that if it's being done to do it right then then i'm okay with it um but overall one episode in and in general i i like this first episode a lot i think uh, one of my favorite things uh, that I found out there was a, a post sequence, post scene, you know, going into the episode was one, uh, this actress, Merle uh, Dandridge, uh, apparently, and I did not know this, but apparently she was the original voice actor for the character of Marlene in The Last of Us game. And so I thought that was cool. And again, if I'm wrong on that, please correct me, but that's what she was saying. Um, so she was very surprised when she actually got cast as this role because that's not something that you typically see. I feel when they do adaptations, it makes a lot of sense because a lot of times when video games are made, when they do casting, they sometimes will adapt their characters to look similar or at least have some similarities to the people that are, that are voicing them. Um, and, and so I thought that was actually a pretty cool thing and she did a great job. Again, uh, it's a supporting role, but in this first episode did, did a pretty great job. Uh, but the one that I was surprised about, Anna Tor. All right, so I don't know if anyone else was ever a fan of Fringe, but I, especially early days Fringe, as it got, as it went on, it, it did the typical thing, right? It, it did the typical thing that most uh, of the <laughs> that most of the shows that are from the brain trust of a of a certain producer in Hollywood. <laughs> And the directions that it goes into, right? Um, 
Oh my goodness. I'm, I, I think I've blanked him out of his mind. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. So created by J.J. Abrams, Alex Kurtzman, and Robert Orsi. So some famous names there. But I was very surprised to see her in, in the show. I, I didn't really look a, a lot into the trailers or anything like that. I kind of wanted to go in as blind as I could to to the show. I've seen the game. I, I've watched the gameplay. I think that was back when PewDiePie was still doing gameplay. And so I, I want to say I watched the entire game through through his eyes and it was just a very good game very well uh, written story there were then some like add-ons like some of those additional stories right that they add on uh, over time that kind of went a little bit in some weird directions especially with the character of ellie and obviously all of us know the, the fate of the last of us part two but anyway i digress anna torv though seeing her in the show made me very happy because i actually really loved her as the role of olivia dunham in fringe I thought that she did such a great job of of that role. And it took me a second to recognize her because when you first see her, she's been beaten up. And so she has like the, the makeup on of someone who has a black eye. And it was just, again, I was I was looking at her saying, she looks very familiar, but I just, there's something not quite right. And, and how they were able to make her ugly like that. <laughs> Kudos to the makeup team, seriously, because it was again, only half of her face was I able to see somewhat and recognize somewhat, uh, her, you know, her person, you know, her as a person. Uh, but she's great. I, I think that she's a fantastic actress. And so really glad to see her that she's in the, the, the show. Gabriel uh, Luna is in the show. I thought that he, again, supporting role was doing okay. Uh, Pedro Pascal, the, the dude is a tool. All right. Let's just be straight up about this. All right. Pedro Pascal is a tool in real life. However, I can separate art from the artist in most occasions. I like this dude on screen. I, I, I like Pedro Pascal on screen. You know, and that's why it makes me so sad when you look and see what he's like in real life because, you know, obviously th that I think is a case often in Hollywood. Even before all the woke stuff, it was always the case where you would like never meet your heroes, right, when it came to Hollywood stars because th they would always be, you know, pompous or arrogant. And now we've reached just a whole new level with with the social media presence and everything. So I'm not going to defend his you know tool persona and and the crap that he's done and the crap that he said on on social media because I I don't think a lot of it is 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 defensible, right? I think a lot of it's just stupid. That being said, he is a good actor. He he actually he has such charisma on screen, and I remember from the very beginning when I first saw him as Oberyn Martell in the as it says the fourth season of Game of Thrones. Like, I was like, oh, I like this character a lot. I like this actor a lot. And when he was cast as Joel, when I saw some of the initial images, I said, okay, no, this guy's pulling off Joel. This guy's pulling it off. And sure enough, he is doing a great job. So really like just the nuance to the performance that he brings. He, he's able to show that, that sense of toughness that, that the character of Joel has, but then also that, that sense of, of, of almost like, there's again, there's an injured part of, of Joel, right? There's there's this tortured aspect of Joel's character. And I thought he was able to really, you know, counterbalance that. And again, it's because he's a talented actor. If you want to have a really fun time with with him as an actor, I recommend uh to check out the uh Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage, uh, which my wife and I actually just watched a couple weeks ago, and she loved it. And it just reminded me, it's like I wish the person that we saw on screen was the person that we got in real life because, man, is he an ass in real life. But, hey, does a great job as Joel. And so 
Right now, I would say most of the cast, a lot of the supporting cast is doing a really great job. The writing, the cinematography, the production design is all there. It, it all looks very, very good. I don't have a perfect memory of the video game because I didn't play it myself. But I, I have enough to recognize saying I feel that the world that they are showing reminds me a lot of the world that was built through the game. And I, I think that any you know, creative control or, or creative differences that they might be taking, some creative liberties they might be taking, I think are so far, uh, you know, done pretty well and, and are going pretty well. But there is one thing I will say, right? As much as I like all of this, and I was actually so compelled. The first episode is like an hour and a half. It's a movie. It is a feature length film, essentially, that first episode. And it is done incredibly well. Very, very well. I, I mean, even... You have some actors, uh, you know, in in the show who aren't in the show very long, and they do a fantastic job. Now, Neil Druckmann is also still uh, just, again, blah to Neil Druckmann for what he did with The Last of Us Part Two. But I can say, at the very least, uh, him and, and Craig Mazin. So this is a guy who was best known for creating Chernobyl, so I think that that's probably what's helping to maybe tame the Neil Druckmann, if Neil Druckmann was the full control, right, was the like the full runner, showrunner of this show, I, I I don't know if it would have been nearly as as polished and nearly as as solid as it has been. But Craig Mazin is is doing a great job, I think, kind of helping to you know getting the story from Neil Druckmann, the original story from 2013, and then being able to adapt it. I think he's doing that a great job. But I. I am not sold on Bella Ramsey. I thought Bella Ramsey did a great job as Lyanna Mormont in the Game of Thrones uh, series. I, I thought that she was a lot of fun in that character, that she really won a lot of hearts in that in that role. And I thought that it was just really it was a really fun character in 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 Game of Thrones. But one, based on the very limited knowledge I have of the character of Ellie, right, from just watching the gameplay of, of Pootie Pie and a couple others, I just don't feel like she fits the role. I, I don't think that she really fits the part. I think that it'll be interesting to see how the relationship and how the chemistry between her and Pedro Pascal work, right, how Ellie and Joel's relationship starts to develop over the course of the show, as that's a major part, that is the major part of the game, if that is then able to maybe start to show a little bit more of the range of this actress, Isabella May. Um, but uh, yeah, that's like my biggest critique of it. I th I would say at this point is one, I'm not really sold on Bella Ramsey as, as the role of Ellie. I just, I just don't think it, it's really selling it at this point. Um, for me, at least I, I just don't feel it. And then also in the very beginning, it opens up with, this conference from 1968, this this like talk show from 1968, where they're talking about uh, you know the potential future of viral outbreaks, and obviously within the time frame that we're in, right in the post-COVID world, you're listening to it and think to yourself, okay, was some of this influenced by by COVID when they're talking about again the viral outbreaks, and then it goes into the main you know crux of the game and main crux of the story, which is focused more on on like a fungal outbreak. But there was a part of it, and this is something where I don't remember if it was... Again, this could be in the video game. I, I I don't know. It could be in the video game. 
I don't remember this part, but it could be. And essentially, it goes about to say, well, there are certain types of fungi that can, you know, take control of, you know, of the organism, essentially. But it, it can't actually cross over into humans because there's like a temperature limit. And the only way that that can change is if our temperature increases. So I was like, okay, a little bit of the global warming stuff in there, you know, saying, okay, so basically, are you saying that global warming is, is what led to... <laughs> It's what led to this fungus being able to to take over. It's really not spoiling much of anything. This is kind of like a base. This is this is like the basic plot of the entire game and show. Um, so I, I don't really feel like it's it's diving into any real major spoilers at this point, especially one episode in. Um, but that I, again was a little bit on the nose for me. And again, if it was in the game, okay, I would still have a problem with it in the game's context because I'm just I I hate that narrative, especially. When it's set in 1968, it's like, wait a minute, wasn't the big thing back then about global cooling? So, anyway, all that being said, first episode was pretty solid. Uh, other than that beginning scene where I was like, I, I like the dialogue about the differences between viruses and funguses and things like that, and fungi rather. Um, but that one comment about global warming was a little bit, Egh. and then also Bella Ramsey again. I, I just I'm not really sold on her as the character of Ellie at this point. So. Those are my thoughts, initial thoughts on the show. Uh, everything else is great, though, so I'm absolutely open to watching the rest of it, for sure. All right, Input Lanesy, tagged at 704. On the off chance you haven't watched Puss in Boots, Last Wish, highly recommend it. Great family film with plenty of comedy, but also know when's to be serious, wonderful film. I have heard about it, and I've heard everyone say the wonderful things about it. I have also seen the animation style for when there are action sequences, and I don't like the animation style. It bothers me. Um, it, it was something I really hated about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was the animation style. And so, uh, yeah, hard for me to actually actually want to go out and see. I think I might just wait for that to come to streaming. Great Wuda says, just finished watching Plane, and it's pretty good. But I'll wait until it comes out via stream because I'll give it a 3 out of 5. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not a movie that I feel any need to go out to actually go get. Yeah, hearts for, for Steph. And again, she is, again, it, it's not like she's quitting or anything like that. She just has now more work on, on Saturdays, as that's normally the day that she could mod. And again, work is much more important. Uh, Bryant Barth, hail to you. Orange Hat says, I nominate myself for mod. Yeah, well, we definitely will need more mods around here. That is absolutely true. Again, with, with Tina obviously continuing her healing. Uh, and Laura's great, and I love Laura. She is the modern major general of the channel, all right? And uh, she she's basically the in charge of, of modding, but that's a lot of pressure to put on her. And I know that she also, like like me, right, has, you know, a lot of other stuff going on in her life. So um, I, yeah, definitely need to start to think about potential um, additional mods. So Kimberly G., Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Love the Tina Steph dynamic. Can't wait for them. I think that they will still be able to do their soup to nuts show. So you will still be able to get the Tina and Steph combination, but I think it'll be just be on the soup to nuts because the scheduling, at least for the streams that I do, uh, just won't be able to, to match up. Unfortunately, let's see. Snora Poopus. Yes, I know. I know. I'll miss having her around regularly. Uh, just another red shirt. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's it's now a documentary. Uh, Changeling, what is going on? Hey, well, thanks for catching that on Twitter. 
Brightburn, 1985, had to say, are you looking forward to the possible Superman film James Gunn is writing when it comes to Superman, Gunn sees Richard Donner and Christopher Reeve? Yeah, here, here's the thing, is that I, I don't have faith and trust in James Gunn. I'm just going to be honest. He made one great film in, in the past several years, and I think a lot of people have given him passes because of it. You know, Guardians 1 was fantastic. Guardians 2 wasn't. And everything he's done since then, I have not liked. So I, yeah, I, I just don't have any real confidence that he's going to be able to pull off what he needs to, to be able to pull off something like a Superman. By the way, here in the steadfast, I am going to get to your super chat. I know I'm about 20 minutes late on that, but uh, once this chat jumps on me, I will uh, pull that up on the screen, give it its full attention and uh, respond. View cart. What's going on? Welcome again. Make sure that you. Uh, smash the like button, and also if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. Abomination over on Odyssey said, it's all global warming because apparently seasons aren't a thing and there's never been any place on Earth that goes over 100 degrees every year. Well, there's a great thing going around uh, Twitter and social media right now about how over the last eight years, we've actually seen a, what, 0.11 decrease? So we've actually seen cooling Globally, in the last eight years, even though we're hearing claims of, of like, the opposite thing happening. Um, yeah, and here's the thing that gets me, though, right? One, it kind of throws a wrench into the whole it's all CO2 thing, for one. But then, two, it kind of goes into the thing that bothers me the most about the entire thing, which is, well, yes, the climate is changing. The climate is always changing. It is constantly in a state of change. It has always been in a state of change and will continue to be. There's been times where it's been a lot hotter than it is now, and there's been times where it's been a lot colder than it is. It's in a state of change, right? The questions that we need to ask are, okay, what impact, if any, are we having? Because we're going to have some impact on it, right? What kind of impact is it? Is there anything, like, is it some? Is it dire enough to where we do need to start making certain decisions, and ultimately, I think that what we find is that the vast majority of people, if you talk to them honestly, and don't try and politic, right, and not try to p- politicize the, the, you know, the science, you'll find that most people are going to be like, hey, I, I, I want to be able to try to preserve, you know, the place where we live within reason. But if you're going to fear monger and say, if we don't do this by 2030 or by 2050 or whatever the goalpost is going to be next and try and fearmonger people through through lies and manipulation, yeah, you're not going to win people that way. You know? Because uh, the, the channel that I mentioned uh, talked a lot about, like, El Nino, saying people seem to be forgetting that that's kind of a, a major factor when it comes to, you know, that kind of thing. Here's the thing. I don't know. So where, where I was, I did not have an opportunity to, to add heat. I definitely saw that that was something that was <laughs> going there. Oh, uh, man, oh, man. Bongo Tez says, uh, recently watched Top Gun Maverick, and is it just me, or are they training for the Death Star trench run, flying fast through a canyon and shooting a tiny target with a targeting mat? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of connections to be made there, but man, oh, man, I will say this much. It is so much more dramatic in Top Gun Maverick. My goodness. Physics Channel Kennedy says, you need AAA. Well, here's the thing. is like I could have trolled AAA, but then I would have been waiting for an X amount of time. And again, I know how to change a tire. The, the issue was that... It was either over tightened or stuck, and you know eventually I was able to get him, uh, luckily. But 
All right, chat has jumped on me like it always does. Here in the Steadfast, thank you very much for the super chat, saying, buy yourself a good socket for your lug nuts on your car, a breaker bar, and a speed wrench. I don't know what any of those terms mean, to be honest. Because uh, I have that little kit that comes with every car, right? Uh, the really <laughs> slow one where you have to, you know, turn and everything to get the car off the ground, right? And then you... So I have all the stuff that comes with it. Um, but yeah, today what I needed was one of those uh, battery-powered or plug-in uh, lug nut removers. Because <laughs> that was the main issue I was having. Brian Barth had to say, made my nominations for the Raven Awards. Well, thank you very much, good sir. I appreciate you submitting those. A lot of ducks everywhere. Yeah, what is up with the ducks? I don't know what is up with the ducks. Yeah, thank you for the hail FNT. Absolutely. And again, if you have a comment or question, please put at Ode at the very beginning of your comment, at Ode, and let me know you're trying to get my attention. Over on Rumble, we got 15 people watching. Line up that Rumble button. Smash that Rumble button, please. Uh, KK and Rumshi says, I will try and watch my language. If not, I will block my comments. I noticed that after I learned how to change attire, the ladies were all over me. Oh, really? Were they now? Were they? Indeed. Um, but I, as I said, I don't know how to, to add... Um, I don't know how to add mods on Rumble. So there's there's no direct way for me to do it from the chat, at least. Over on Odyssey Abomination says, Over the past 20 years, at least since I was in college, it has been some small cooling. Apparently, it's negative 0.11 per decade, which is tiny, and we can prepare accordingly. In the 70s, Leonard Nimoy even had a spot in a global cooling documentary. And again... It's in a constant state of, of flux, right? It's constant state, ebb and flow. And the only questions we need to ask is, what kind of impact do we have, right, if any? And to what extent? And then are there things that we can do practically on our own to change something? I know for me, I would just love for technology to just advance. Because as technology advances, guess what? We will have less need and reliance upon fossil fuels, etc., and so many of the things that produce, uh, you know, gaseous emissions, you know, actual pollutants, not CO2, but actual pollutants become less, uh, you know, become less of a, of, a, of a factor. And I've always been one where I'm very supportive of the, the, the battery tech that uses hydrogen. Fuel cell, fuel cell technology is fascinating to me. When your only byproduct is water, that's awesome. Not to mention the whole hydrogen concept. But right now it's very expensive and no one wants to build the infrastructure for it. Uh, Laura says, Plane was a fun action movie with a lot of suspense. Ooh, good to hear. Shelby Loves, welcome to the channel. Uh, the Morak, welcome back. Laura says, I think I was just frustrated because I couldn't understand anything Brando was saying. <laughs> oh, man. Well, then I, I think that you might actually appreciate... Um, the offer then because it kind of goes into um, how much of it is true and how much of it is not is is also I'm sure something that will be interesting to look into but how they show the way in which he comes up with that performance and with that voice I thought was pretty interesting super says speaking of the whale did you see Brendan's uh, Brendan Fraser's acceptance speech to the critics crit critics choice Hollywood doesn't deserve does, does not deserve him uh, I have not watched it yet myself but I know that he like teared up and cried so, uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. They don't deserve him at all. Forever Sci-Fi, what is going on? Welcome. All right. 
Laura, thank you again for posting that link. If you want to nominate, again, if you want to submit nominations for the Wednesday Raven Awards, our Oscars boycott show, go ahead and check it out. Uh, Gmonkey76, what is going on? Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Master of Gaming, Tad say, I remember when Pedro Pascal attacked Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers. I remember when Young Rippa said that Hollywood hates you. I don't know if it's true. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think that the general Hollywood sentiment is absolutely anti-fan, for sure. Uh, GS Leo, welcome. Yeah, I think I was able to answer that question. Laura then said, uh, I don't want to spoil The Last of Us Part Two, but if there is no way they could pull that off after how much people like the show. Yeah, I mean, here's the, the interesting thing to me, right, is so The Last of Us is a, you know, it's a series, so it's not set to be a miniseries, television series, based on the 2013 game. Um, it says to be the largest television production in Canadian history, filmed in Alberta. Oh, giving money to those Canadians. The first HBO series based on a video game, a joint production by Sony Pictures Television, PlayStation Productions, Naughty Dog, as Jeremy says, screw Naughty Dog. I use kinder words here. The Mighty Mint and Word Games. The first season consists of nine episodes written by Druckmann, who wrote and co-directed the original game, and Mazin. And again, I think Mazin might be the reason as to why so far it's, it's, it's solid. The score was composed by Gustavo Santaola, Santaola, so far as I've been hearing it and been liking it a lot, who composed for the game, and David Fleming. Ah, okay, well, that, that explains it. Last of Us premiered January 15, 2023. It received acclaim from critics, boo, who praised the performance, writing, production design, score. Several called it the best live-action adaptation of a video game. Uh, again, actually, that's actually a very fair point. Something that I don't think gets talked about enough, right? We talk about video game adaptations. They tend to be crap. One episode in, so far, this is a pretty good adaptation. Series premiere was watched by 4.7 million viewers across the linear channels and HBO Max on the first day. Second biggest for HBO since 2010. So yeah, definitely a lot of things going on here with uh, with the show. Now, I do have some concerns because uh, the first episode was written by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, but directed by Craig. The next episode is going to be directed by Neil Druckmann. So again, after, after everything with... <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two. I do not truck. I do not trust Neil Druckmann with much of anything. But uh, Mazin doing Chernobyl. I've heard a lot of great things about Chernobyl. So let me try and see though if I can find out a little bit more about what they're planning on for this. So again, I assume that they're going to do more than one season or are they just doing one season? And then if it's successful, try and do season two with the last of us part two. I think that would actually be a bad thing. If the nine episodes can just get to like a good third way point or midway point, that might be the best way for them to handle the adaptation to do it, uh, to do it right. But that first episode being as long as it was, um, and well, and, and done well, I think was, was huge. I think it was huge. I think it was huge. Done very well. Done very effectively. All right. Back into the chat now. Let's see. JS Pena, tired to say, so far I've been hearing somewhat positive reviews of the Last of Us series. 
That being said, I'm still not watching it, and if the, and there's a chance it will go south later on. Oh, for sure. I I mean they they've already given us the the preview of what to see in the season, and I don't remember if it was a part of the original game or if it was a part of the uh, the DLC, but it's when Ellie's character goes off to the um like this amusement area and meets this young girl and then there's the whole relationship between them was that in the original game or was that was that in the DLC because if if that is because that is something that will happen and the girl who plays the the romance in that in that part um is the girl who was in who, the only thing that I really know her from was she was the girl who was in uh Oh my goodness, I blanked it out of my mind because of how terrible it was. Uh, the adaptation with uh, A Wrinkle in Time. She was the young young actress in A Wrinkle in Time who was the lead in that. And she's not, again, she's not a bad person or anything. It's just, ugh. So. All right, let's see. Just another gamer says, sorry, just another red shirt says, climate scammers get a scam or their grant money dries up. Yep. And that's the that sad thing too is it's so hard to talk to people who are so entrenched in in that ideology because even if you're having an honest discussion it's like they they don't even want to to talk about it they they don't even want to you know entertain the idea. Laura says the only environmental issue I'm worried about is the water supply. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why it'd be really interesting to see the developments in desalinization um, desalinization, whatever, however the pronunciation is, it'd be very interesting to see how that uh, works out in the future. Let's see, Nearside Cyclops says something odd is going on with the National Weather Service. No longer getting recordings for sea and farm seas. It's almost like they don't want the numbers shown. Ah, I don't really. I, I never knew that was something that they had shown previously. Um, what I did find interesting is my son, baby Thor has been obsessed with this penguins documentary on Disney plus, and it is a great documentary, but what's amazing about it is that it, it's dealing with penguins and it's just telling the story of penguins and their migration patterns. And there's not a single thing about it that really gets political at all. And then we tried watching a series on polar bears and literally within like the first like five seconds global warming, ice melting, etc. But actually, I'm happy that they did that because it, it again, showcased something. Antarctica is actually doing okay. North Pole, you know, polar ice cap. Because here is the ultimate truth that people, you know, maybe don't want to talk about as much. While you are seeing, right, and this is what all the videos and all the alarmers are saying, Oh, if you look at the northern polar ice cap, the melting ice, etc., record uh, record melting, record ice loss. But then they ignore, but you're seeing record growth on the south. So you have to recognize that there's a balance that exists within nature. So if one is shrinking and the other is growing, that seems to show that that balance is still there. Um, yeah, it, it, interesting. It's just very interesting. Coliseum Builder says, Bill Gates says there is a climate crisis, but it is enough of a crisis for Bill to give up his private jet or his $66,000 uh, San Francisco. Yeah, 
all, all these same people who are calling for this as a crisis and that, oh, in just a few years, it's going to be really bad, are buying up oceanfront property. And yeah, just look at the Davos meeting right now going on. They have, what, 6,000 or so or a, thousand, a crazy amount of private jets. Yeah. That's when you know, okay, I don't have to take these people seriously. Brian Burns, did I say, I heard someone say the candidates to run DC was better, was down between uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson and James Gunn. We'll see if Gunn turns out to be the golden holy grail to run DC. I don't see why Dwayne Johnson would ever be chosen to run DC. I mean, he's an actor, but he is not known for having any type of producing prowess whatsoever. So that's a weird one to me. Orange Hat says, did you, I did forget to wake up Heimdall. I'm sorry. I'm still tired from... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I forgot to wake up Heimdall. I'm still tired from changing, <laughs> having to change my tire before the stream. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. All right. He Heimdall is, is, is waking up from his slumber. Uh, anyway, so yes. Now, now Cookie Counts can be gotten and um, again sorry uh heimdall is is now awake sorry so sorry uh cacao cookies minion again welcome forever sci-fi who's a member says they are constantly trying to scare people to separate from their wealth and power giving more power and paying more taxes does not result in lower temps nope and it's interesting because the same people who are all about carbon tax credits and paying them well, yeah, guess what? They have no problem paying them because they're also the ones that are increasing their wealth conveniently enough while everyone else is losing. Jordan Meister says, Your stream interrupted me watching Urkel. This better be important. I'm sorry to take you away from Urkel. Your average patron nerd says, I am a wait and see when it comes to DC films. Not very confident in DC comics. Yeah, I mean, the DCEU has been in a bad state from almost the get-go, so definitely not really all that interested Abomination says, it'd be really interesting to see people collecting their own water without the government coming down on them for some arbitrary violations in some places. Yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard some people get in trouble for literally collecting their, their own water, reclaiming, uh, you know, uh, rainwater and things like that. General Wingster, speaking of Fraser, have you seen School Ties? It's a pretty good film with him, Chris O'Donnell, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Great cast there. Um, but I've not seen that one actually. Let's see. Garabanja Sandwich says Joel is no Rick. No, he's not. But again, he's not supposed to be. That that again, that's what makes it distinct from The Walking Dead. Because also, it's a very different type of post-apocalyptic drama, right? It's a very different type of zombie movie. Right? A very different type of zombie movie, which is or rather different type of zombie story. Which is why I, I actually really like it. I find it to be very intriguing. Um, you know, also the fact that there's like different levels of, of decomposition and everything that really adds to the drama. Whereas, and that's the one that's one of the biggest problems that came about with the TV series, right? Was okay. You had the same, you had the same like essence, right, of the undead in the background, but they remained the same, right? They never changed, and so it was the real people that brought in the differences and brought in the the, t the tension. But over time, it's like you can only create so many villains and so many big bads over time. So that's why I, I actually prefer a story like The Last of Us as far as the video game is concerned. 
Laura says, Brendan Fraser said, edited, if you struggle with obesity or you just feel like you're in the dark sea, if you have the strength to just get to your feet and go to the light, good things happen. Boom. Absolutely. I, I, I'm actually, I wonder if he's been gone after for, for fat shaming. Near side of Cyclops says, Chernobyl is a must watch. I, I've heard great things. Master Gaming says, Craig Mazin also wrote the upcoming Borderlands movie. I hope it's really good. I hope it's better than the overall Blood Rain movies and the Doom movies, both The Rock 2005 and 2019 movies. Well, again, Uibol, I think, is... <laughs> let me just say, I think that speaks for itself. So, Howard says, for whatever it's worth, Gina Carano claims that Pedro Pascal has a beautiful soul. And again, that very well be, could be the case. I, I just, as I said, I wish his public persona on online matched the persona of what he seems to give off in a lot of the roles that he gives. Uh, the reason why I haven't watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is that I can't stand Tiffany Haddish. Okay, Hardwick, I can't stand her either. Know this, her role in the film is incredibly limited, and it's not that much, it, it really isn't a comedic role either. It's about as supporting as supporting roles go. She's not really in it all that much, and because of that, her, her lines are not nearly enough to, I think, take away from anything. Like, honestly, in the grand scheme of the film... It's all about Nick Cage and then, to a lesser extent, Pedro Pascal. And, and I think that uh, Laura could probably uh, coincide or, or rather could, could probably uh, back me up on that. Yeah. I, oh, oh, boom. Next comment was literally from her. Yeah, she isn't in the movie that much. So, yeah, if, if that's what's holding your back, you have nothing to worry about. She's barely in the movie. Barely in it. Uh, Bongo says there are more polar bears now than there were in the nineties. Ah, well again, that's not what the media told me. Victor Fontaine. I couldn't find the link for the Raven nominations on your webpage, but I did find Raven awards search on your discord and found them there. I'll be filling it out this week. Yeah. I have, I don't, I've not put the things on, I've not put the, the Raven award nominations on the website, but I have posted it several times on Twitter. I have posted it several times in the discord, uh, and pinged everybody in it. In fact, so it is definitely not hidden in any way. Hannibal Grimm says, Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Yes, Laura, found in the Twitter feed. And as I said, also, it's it's been posted several times. Also, uh, the YouTube community tab. You can find it there as well. Greywood says, Did Wade Hughes, I want to dance with somebody, finally make profit. No, 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 no. Not even close. It's like a $40 million loss. $40 million loss or so. Oh, man. I've already caught up with the chat. That's crazy. Let me head over to Rumble. Uh, let's see. King Can Rumshi says, I bet Rumble doesn't have the setup yet for mods. I would have to watch myself like a hawk. Yeah. Well, I mean, they need to set up mods on, on here. They need to set up the ability to do tagging properly, especially for mobile. Um, playlist is another big thing. I, I would love for them to have a, a playlist capability, especially on, on mobile. There's Again, there's so many things that they could really get ahead on because... They've already got a really good thing going with just like the background play features and with the uh, really that's like the main thing to be able to speed up listening to it background without having to pay for for like something like YouTube premium. That's already a pretty big thing. So the fact that they can't really get some of these more simplistic items is definitely more frustrating. Howard says, as far as video game adaptations go, I thought The Prince of Persia Sands of Time was pretty good. It was, it's held up surprisingly over the years. Bro, that's a terrible film. 
I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but that's not a good film. As an adaptation, I wouldn't know because I never played the game, but it's not a good movie. General Winster says, will you ever do polls again on your community tab? Maybe one day. I think that some people got tired of them. So, uh, Ulysses Valenzuela, I will not say it on the channel, but yes, one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> uh, the young Nick character is phenomenal. Brightburn says, Chris wants a new tone for, for, for Thor 5. It'd be interesting if Thor 1 director Brana came back. The only negative experience I could think of where the first director came back is Rocky 5. Well, here's the thing, too, that, that we need to remember. That it, it wouldn't be him... Brana, Kenneth Brana would not be coming back to the same Thor. One, because of all the changes that have occurred to this character since he's been gone. But also, too... He would be working with a Disney that is so up everyone's business that I wouldn't trust it to be honestly from him. I mean, think about some of the big name directors that they've gotten to do some of their live action films. I don't really believe that those films were actually made by those filmmakers because I've seen the quality of films that they've been able to do. And when you look and see what you're given, it's like, okay, how much of this is you and how much of this is actually Disney, you know? Laura then adds, started watching Young Sheldon on HBO Max for something light and fluffy. Oh, okay. Good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you are enjoying it. Uh, but since I've caught up with the chat, um, let me go ahead and talk about another thing I've been watching. So, I've been watching The Offer on uh, Paramount+. Plus. By the way, Paramount+, Plus has a lot of content and a, a lot of shows that, that are interesting. Um, I've also, it's not in the title, but I'll talk also briefly about Tulsa King just got into this one as well. And, uh, yeah, really liking that show too. But before getting into that, let's talk about the offer. So I've only got like a couple episodes left, right? So it's a mini series. So it's a limited, uh, limited series, I believe. And it is, it is a lot of fun. So it is all about the development and production of Francis Ford Coppola's uh, film The Godfather, all about the process by which it was made, the deals that had to happen behind the scenes, the influence of the mafia, the influence of, Fe of Frank Sinatra and his connections with the mafia. Oh my goodness, like there are just so many different pieces and parts. The first episode, I will say, was was driving me a bit nuts because it, it was a little bit all over the place. It was a little bit all over the map. There were so many different storylines, and I know that it was being done to try to, to set up these various storylines to be intertwined throughout the entirety of the show, but I don't know. The first episode especially was just a little bit too all over the place. A lot, of, it, uh, Seemingly also a lot of time jumps. When they finally set in to a little bit more of a, a good pace by episodes two and on, that's when I thought it started to get really, really good. Because the actors portraying these characters, I thought, were doing a great job. And even though I only recognized a couple of them as far as personalities. So, you know, for instance, recognizing uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, Dan Vogler did not expect him to be able to pull that off. But I thought he actually did a pretty good job with that. Um, also, uh, being able to see Giovanni Ribzi. Oh, man, the voice that he puts on playing a gangster in the film is great. Matthew Good also phenomenal performance there. Colin Hanks in the film also does a great job. Uh Juno Temples in the movie, she's great. 
Uh, Bern Gorman is hilarious as as this fun Austrian. I'm sad they don't have the actor uh, that I was looking for, uh, the one that actually uh, the one that actually plays. Okay, let me see if I can from the main cast. They don't have him listed as a main character. What? Okay, so uh, Patrick Gallo, who plays uh, Mario Puzzo, did a great job. I don't know why he's not listed as a main character because I feel like he's in almost every episode. But that dude did a great job. Uh, I love the chemistry between him and uh, and Dan Fogler's uh, Fred Sfor Coppola. Seeing them work together and writing on the script and everything, I thought that was really interesting. Miles Teller's in the in the show. Miles Teller is is phenomenal. You all know I'm a big fan of him as an actor. Uh, so watching him play Albert S. Ruddy, he puts on a really interesting voice for the character that I, I didn't even know he was really capable of. So it was really cool just to see him be able to to do that, to pull that off. Um, very interesting character as well, Albert S. Ruddy. Someone who basically lucks himself into being a, a television producer for Hogan's Heroes, leaves Hogan's Heroes because he wants to get involved in Hollywood, and then somehow through just pure grit and just madness is able to get the film made and uh, having to deal with all this behind the scenes politicking and, and just craziness. I've been loving it, right? As I said, I only got a couple of episodes left of the show and I've been having a ton of fun with it. Um, there's a couple of moments that are definitely a little bit too on the nose for me. So for instance, the characters of Juno temple and there's, there's another couple of uh, female characters they kind of play on the female empowerment right and this is set during the you know 60s 70s sexual revolution etc so there are moments where there's a couple of things that are just bit, a little bit too on the nose for me and as you all know i i think that there is a lot to be said for the golden age of hollywood where it was actually the code era hollywood where there was just certain things you couldn't see there's certain things you couldn't show because the less you see the more you can tell in a lot of ways. So I don't need to see these characters watching other characters do sexually explicit things, right? You can have a character walk into a place and it has, you know, a sign on the outside and you know all that you really need to know, right? You, you don't need to see all of the, the gritty details. And so that's like my big criticism of it is that it falls into that trope that I feel so many of these more premium behind paywall shows fall into, which is the HBO effect almost. Where it's like, oh, well, you know, we're HBO. And so that means we can have as much cursing as we want. And that means that we can have all these extra scenes. I, I just think it's, again, it's overdone. It's, it's, it's boring in a way when they do it. And it drives me nuts. That all being said, luckily the show has so much else going for it story-wise where they are able to really pull off some really interesting, compelling things with the story. And uh, yeah, so just finding out that The Godfather took so much effort just to be made that it almost wasn't made has been really, really cool to see. The the, the connections with the mafia, the again, also finding out a much... Uh, finding out certain things about Frank Sinatra that I actually really didn't even know beforehand either. And again, interesting to see how much of it's based in, in truth and how much of it is based on speculation and other things. It's very, very well done, though. So um, definitely would recommend this series. And really, Paramount Plus has a lot of things, right? It's got this. It's got the uh, Taylor Sheridan show, as I like to say, 
Uh, Taylor, Taylor Sheridan's the one who created uh, one of the shows that has really taken off a lot. So much so that I believe Paramount actually sold the rights, technically, because I don't think you can find it on Paramount Plus. I forget exactly where it's being hosted right now, but Yellowstone. So he's the creator of Yellowstone, but he's also the creator of all these other shows like 1886 and 1923. And, uh, and also this little doozy of a show, Tulsa King as well. And, and this dude is great. I mean, this dude has got it, man. I tell you, you know, Taylor, Taylor Sheridan, he has, you know, I've, I've been a fan of his films for a long time, but he has shown himself to be a, just a brilliant television writer. Again, he, he did Sicario, the first Sicario, which was phenomenal. Hell or High Water, he wrote, phenomenal. Wind River, wrote, directed, phenomenal. Sicario Day of the Soldado, he wrote, fantastic. Had he gotten the first, had he gotten the original director, Denis Villeneuve, back, it would have been better. But the writing on it still very good. Uh, never Saw Without Remorse, so I can't speak to that one, he wrote. Those Who Wish Me Dead, this was like the only film that he, this is the only story he did that was not good. <laughs> Those Who Wish Me Dead was not good. Um, so he had one bad film. And then he did Yellowstone, which I've heard nothing but great things about, have not watched it yet. Um, let me try and see. Mayor of Kingstown, I've heard a lot of good things about. 1883, I've heard good things about. Uh, Tulsa King, right, he, he's written it, created it, produced it. 1923, Linus. So this dude just got like, again, and look at all these shows. They're all coming out within like a year or two. So it's like he's all, he's coming out with all of these different things. He's coming out with all of these different things. And some of them are, are so intimately tied together. So 1883 is a prequel to Yellowstone. But then also you have 1923, which is a prequel to Yellowstone, but a sequel to 1883. And then you get to the show, um, uh, of Tulsa Kick, and it, it's a, and again, the, just the the concept. It's about a mafia capo who had been in prison serving his time. He gets out. There's no place for him anymore because he's been in prison for like 25 years. So they decide instead of you know killing him or, or giving his old job back, they say, "All right, you need to get out of here," and they send him to Tulsa. And when he gets to Tulsa. The way this dude acts and the way Stallone plays him is just, it's just brilliant. And again, who would have thought, hey, let's have a show about a 75-year-old former, or, you know, really uh, current mafia capo who's been basically ostracized to Tulsa, Oklahoma to set up a criminal organization. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so, ah, loved, I really like Tulsa King. I'm only a few episodes into Tulsa King. Um, but yeah, kudos to Paramount Plus for for being able to put out some some really quality content uh, in the likes of of the offer. Again, would definitely recommend it. Almost done with the series, and then Tulsa King, a couple episodes in, and already thoroughly enjoying it. So, anyway, those are some of the shows that I have been watching recently. All right. Let's see. Laura having a dog issue. No problem at all. Whoever Seinfeld says, Rumble has the advantage of knowing the successes and failures with YouTube. They need to start taking quicker advantage of that. Oh, for sure. And again, as I said, I really do feel that the, the fact that they, they, they can't have a basic thing like a playlist. Like, I can't go on Rumble mobile and say, add to playlist, add to playlist, add to playlist, and then be able just to play a bunch of things in sequence. That seems like such a simple thing. I mean, I, I'm not a coder by any means, but I just feel like that's a simple metric that you should be able to have, you know? 
but let me see here. Educated Viking, what is going on? Welcome. Yeah, he's down a mod. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, well, they're having a conversation over on, on Rumble. Again, tag at Odin if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud on any of the platforms. Uh, let's see. We is hanging out over on Odyssey. We and Abomination having conversations with each other. Kinghead Runchke says, It has been reported above that it is difficult and impossible to chat on the Rumble app during your show. I've seen the Chris Rumble in chats before, a big wig. Maybe you need to update him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a bigger problem with Rumble, though. That that's that I, I've I've heard that is a perpetual problem with a lot of a lot of channels on Rumble to to have issues with live chats um, and and other things. Uh, so yeah, and again, it's something that I feel like at this point, there as you said, they've been able to learn from the mistakes of YouTube. I don't know why they're kind of having these similar mistakes that I think could be avoided. Mike Jackson, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Forever Sci-Fi says, if you want to see how bad Disney's creativity is, just look at the upcoming Steelbooks for their animated movies like Coco and such. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything that they've ever... All their re-releases, dude. So it's not even just their Steelbooks Forever Sci-Fi. All their releases have had some of the most boring design choices. Yeah, they, they clearly don't care. They clearly don't care. But, you know, you'll have collectors that will buy them anyway. You'll, you'll have Disney stands that will buy them anyway. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned this previously. Lionsgate is kicking everyone's tail when it comes to physical media releases from the actual like the actual box itself. They, they've just they've been doing a phenomenal job with it. Again, slip covers on a steel book that should be standard in all steel books. Master Gaming Tad says, since Bob Iger came back to Disney, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever and Ant Man Three are getting a China release. Yeah, I saw that earlier. And it was hilarious because someone decided to tag me on Twitter and claim, well, I hope that you finally start going after Marvel for China the way you've been going after Avatar. And I don't know if y'all have been paying attention to my comment section on my Avatar videos, but oh my goodness, there are so many people who are either trolls, obsessed with Avatar, uh, a part of the Avatar cult, or are just so disingenuous that they clearly haven't ever watched any of the videos that I've done, but are acting as if they have. And so the comment that I've seen more than once is this claim of, oh, he always talks about inflation with Avatar, but he never talks about it with, um, well, he never talks about it with, with Marvel films, or he talks about China with Avatar, but he never talks about it with Marvel films. And it's like, bruh, bruh, have you not seen my channel? For the past several years, anytime any major release gets a release in China, I always call it out. Every single time. And if you want to know why I haven't talked about inflation with Marvel films, the Marvel films haven't been making a ton of money. And also, guess what? I've been absolutely, in reference to Black Panther, which has been one of the more successful of them, been referencing the fact that when you adjust for inflation, for the first Black Panther film, it raises a lot of questions too. It's just amazing to me, right, how people are, are claiming to be subscribers or, or claiming to be, you know, fans or I used to like your stuff. And it's like, but then you say a comment like that where it's like, I don't believe you for a second. 
Because there, there are absolutely people of goodwill in the comment section. Totally good people who are just fans of Avatar. And hey, if you, if you like it, hey, I can't stop you from liking it. But when you come up with, with these just completely false statements about me and about the way that I approach the box office, it's like I've always been very consistent. I've always been very consistent about the way I approach the box office. I remember when Minions got a late release in China, and guess what? Called it out. And every time I talked about that film after the fact, I said, oh, don't forget, some of that money's going to China now. But it's like, oh my goodness, people. Oh my goodness. And it's funny because you know that they just travel in their little mobs because it's those videos that get (laughs) the most dislikes. But guess what? The ratio is still positive. I think the worst ratio I have is 75% like to dislike. Which, (laughs) it's funny because I think it was that one they were like, check the ratio, check the ratio. And I'm like, I'm actually looking at the like to dislike ratio right now, which you don't have direct access to. And uh, yeah, it's still positive (laughs) by, by 25 points. So thank you. Thanks for trying. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Rob D. Tagged to say, hello, Odin. Have you uh, seen ever seen the anime film Weathering With You? If so, how was it? Yes, I have. I liked it a lot. Uh, I like the creator of that. I believe that was the same creator of Your Name, which is one of my favorite animes of the last several years. Uh, Weathering With You, though, was really, really solid. Very well done. Would recommend it. Harwick, did you ever finish watching Elvis? And in your opinion, is Tom Hanks' performance entertaining in a Tommy Wiseau sort of way? I finally did finish watching Elvis. There's actually a lot of films that I've watched. Uh, if you check my letterbox, you'll see the reviews, the, the initial reviews of several films that I've been able to watch. And uh, one of them is Elvis. And yeah, I mean, Austin Butler's great. But I, I'm sorry. Everything about Tom Hanks' performance takes away from anything good and you have in addition to that the very stylized and it becomes it's become a trope in and of itself right the laws berman uh, stylization of his movies that it's just so distracting and i think it's so disingenuous to have a film called elvis and then the film's not about elvis not really it's 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 much more focused on the colonel which means you have to deal with the we're like little children accent nonsense. And he eats up all the scenery in his in his scenes and is so distracting. And it's it's not entertaining at all in a Tom Wiseau way. It's it's just freaking annoying, is what it is. Alright. Let's see. Dan Crane, Hail Odin. Got the Top Gun Maverick Steelbook. Thank you so much. No problem at all, Dan Crane. Hope you enjoy it. Harvick says, regarding creative freedom at Disney, the impression I got from Doctor Strange 2 is that Disney told Sam Raimi, go wild, do whatever you want, but only in his 10 by 10 foot room. It wouldn't surprise me. Hannibal Grimm says, you should read one of Sheridan's screenplays sometime if you haven't already. Well, as I, again, I, I pointed out that he's had all but one good film. Like, all of his films have been fantastic except for one. Uh, Laura is back. Sorry about the dogs. Uh, Super says Paramount sold Yellowstone's exclusive streaming rights to Pe- Peacock. Oh, I bet they are uh, regretting that one. Man, oh man. 
I wonder how long that lasts. Uh, Laura says, I am not a fan of polls. The way you spell that makes me ask questions, Laura. <laughs> uh, Harvick says, the first time Stallone played, a, a played as gangsta is in the comedy Oscar. Uh, or Amelia Me- Moody, Princess Aura from Flash Gordon in 1980, played his wife. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Bongo Tez says, my biggest problem with Rumble is that it stopped importing my YouTube videos six months ago. I have a ton left, but it won't import. Support was no help. I haven't had that issue. It's been pretty consistent on importing all the things. As I said, it really comes down to more of those just smaller issues, you know? So... And when chatting, you people have to get on the web chat. Wow. Yeah, maybe that's the reason. Maybe people are watching on the... Just tested on X-Ray Girl stream on the app and then checked on the web and it didn't show up. Okay, yeah. So it looks like... Yeah, it looks like Rumble then is having issues with with their chat. And again, these are, I think, simple things. I, I don't see how these aren't difficult difficult things to fix. I mean, they've been streaming now for a long time. You know? Lugwort movers come together with air pressure kits. But yeah, that's just the thing is that I have the regular one, right? The one that you try and use brute force with. Um, but I, I'm looking for a good one. If anyone has a recommendation on a good, uh, like, electric uh, lug nut removal device, I'd appreciate it. Mike Jackson says, D minus all of above. Victor Fontaine says, totally agreed. So glad I bought the original Disney 4K Steelbooks. The re-releases show low effort. Yep, agreed. General Wingster, do you really need to start going? Uh, you do really need to start going after Marvel for China releases. Your Avatar 2 bias is really getting annoying at this point. Thanks, General Wingster. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I bet my next box office video, it's going to be people saying, oh, you didn't hear the recent news about this? And it's like, oh, you mean films that, that have no relevancy anymore because they've already made the money that they're going to make and are going to be available on streaming? And so... Any money they do make in China is going to be nothing. And guess what? I'll still call them out if they are successful because that means millions of dollars are still going to China. And here's the fun fact, though. I don't think any of them are going to get close to the $200-plus that has been made by Avatar 2 in China. And if you just think about 75% of that goes to the CCP. Over $100 million. Over $100 million is going into the coffers of the CCP, which is an evil organization. And there are people who have the gall to say, well, don't the Chinese people have a right to to, to watch movies too? Oh, so you're going to take what I said about the CCP and just ignore that and try and say, they deserve to watch good movies too. I, I have no problem with the Chinese people. But here's the thing. It takes two to tango. As they say, there are a lot of people and there are a lot of people that are not high members of the CCP. So uh, CCP is there. They are evil. And I understand that there are state schools and there's indoctrination and Google shut down. And so it's again, there's very little way of actually knowing what's really going on in the world or even within your own country. But you know, until they can look around and see, oh, this is not the way things should be and actually do something about it and stand up for themselves. Yeah, I'm going to keep on calling them out. 
We over on Odyssey says, do not watch Velma. You will lose your sanity. Hashtag hugs and lots of love for Tina. Um, well, thank you for the for the love to Tina. And uh, I never plan on watching it. It's it's I, I feel like I, I honestly feel like Gandalf. I would never watch Velma if it was the last decision that I could ever make. <laughs> <laughs> King Andromsky says, I think that's why I'm the only one typing I'm on the web. Ah, that makes sense. Well, hey, if you are watching on Rumble and you're watching on mobile and you are trying to chat, apparently it does not work. So you got to watch it on uh, the the main site, Perfect Sci-Fi. The nicest looking steelbooks I've gotten recently are They Live, Gattaca, and Silent Voice. Yeah, Gattaca had a really good one. Uh, I just got the They Live uh, 4K Steelbook as well, which also has, again, really good cover art. Very, very big fan of that. But that's Scream Factory, so I'm not really all that surprised by it. Um, but, yeah, the ones that I've really been a, a big fan of are all of the releases that have been uh, put out by, by Lionsgate. Giant Trat says, Don't listen to fools and liars. Continue your path. I enjoy it. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Giant Trat, Elvis is a bait and switch. It certainly feels like it. Hardwick then says, having now seen Elvis, do you agree with my opinion that it feels too rushed? No, because it is not an Elvis movie. That's the, the problem with it is that it's a film called Elvis, which is not about Elvis. It's got so many other problems other than being rushed. Uh, that didn't even come to mind. There were so many other issues going on. Jeremiah Ferris says, what do you think of Marvel conveniently getting China releases now that Iger is back uh, more money to the CCP? Well, again, this is something that I remember pointing out months ago where I said, it's interesting to me that Iger leaves and now all of the CCP releases are, are drying up. And yes, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's, he's back just for a little while. And now all of a sudden you're getting these releases. So it looks now to me that one, you're going to start to see Films released from Disney, films like Quantumania, films like The Marvels, right? Which are going to be propped up by CCP dollars. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's despicable. And Disney needs to be called out for it. Uh, Bob Iger needs to be called out for it because, I mean, he's working with the devil, dude. Forever Sci-Fi, Tom Hanks hasn't had a decent movie since Sully. Yeah, Sully was decent. For sure. Man Called Otto was fun, says Ambrose. Uh, see, Jeremiah Fair says, I loved Wednesday. What did you think? They nailed the Wednesday casting, in my opinion, and though overall, good example of progressive show that was good. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it necessarily a progressive show. I think it, it kind of toes the line where there's like woke stuff, but then there's also stuff that could easily be taken as, as mocking of woke ideology too so i think it plays a very thin line apparently season two though there are rumors of them trying to play around with it a bit more than what they should there's like rumors of trying to develop some type of like lesbian relationship with wednesday i think i think it's probably a bunch of uh a bunch of bunk but uh no i i, I thought the show was really solid i will say right now luis guzman no that that was terrible casting i don't care if he's if if they made him look more like the comic version of the character, that's not Gomez. And I know that I am definitely biased towards the um, incredible performance given by 
Raul Julia in the uh, original live action films. But I feel like they could have picked someone better. And I've said this before. I think in, in the dream casting, if I could have it, Christina Ricci comes back either to play Morticia. I think that she could play it easily, flawlessly. And then, hey, bring back the actor that played Joel Blicker as well. I think that he could probably pull that off pretty well, too. And at least we know that they would have chemistry. So either bring them back as the new Gomez and Morticia, but I think what would be a better idea is have Wednesday come back as Wednesday. And instead of it being a show about, you know, a, a new iteration of Wednesday Adams, how about it be about the daughter of Wednesday and Joel Blicker? That would be interesting to me. That, I think, would have been a better pitch. That would have been a better story. The, it, then it opens up the things that you can then do with it. That's just my own personal thought on that one. Let's see. Abomination over on Asi says, For removing lug nuts, I recommend the new and improved Sledge-O-Matic 2000. It pulverized your problem just like the water. this watermelon. It flattened that hill you need to climb just like the gallon of milk. Ah, the good old days when comedy was fun. Oh, and here I thought you were giving me an honest uh, recommendation. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All right. We're close to the end of the show, though. Uh, about a few minutes left, so let's try and get through these last comments here. Super says, that was my biggest problem with the with Rumble. It's so stupid why you wouldn't uh, allow access to live chat on your mobile app. It doesn't make any sense. And, and this is something that apparently has been a problem for a while, so they haven't fixed it over, over this length of time either. It's, it's silly. Watch Top Gun Maverick on 4K Steelbook. Still amazing. Third time I watched it. By far the best movie of 2022. Can't wait for the Raven Awards. Yeah, thank you, Jeremiah. Uh, fair. I can't wait for the Wednesday Raven Awards either. And I agree. Definitely one of my favorites. And watching it again with my wife uh, about a month or two ago, the fact that it still holds up even on a such smaller screen, that to me is the, the sign of a good film. And I, just, I don't think that films like Avatar will hold up nearly as well. Forever Sci-Fi member says, the only thing I could think they could make They Live cooler is if you had a slipcover that could be taken off to show the obey underneath. Yes. And again, I think had Lionsgate gotten the ability to release it, and again, I know that the rights are are what they are with all these different companies, but if for any reason they somehow got distribution rights on it, they would have probably done that, and it would have been beautiful. And Abomination, I, I've not watched Gallagher per se, but I do recognize Gallagher and, and his work. Um, I just didn't get that one specific. John Trey says, my kids, my kids go to a conservative Catholic school. The eighth grade has to write an essay about communism, socialism, and the destructive nature. Boom. Well, you see, here's the thing. I would not call that a conservative Catholic school. That is what I would call an orthodox Catholic school, meaning that is what they should be taught. Because if you read the history of the church, the social encyclicals of the popes throughout, the, throughout history, there has been a consistent condemnation of socialism and communism. There has also been a condemnation of liberalism or what we know as unfettered capitalism, uh, hyper-individualism, right? Those have also been condemned too. Um, so no, it sounds like you're just going to, a, a, your kids are at a school that are just <laughs> going to a, a, a school that actually teaches the faith. Very rare these days. You will not see that in public schools. No, you will not, Giant Trap. The Real Silly apologized for how the movie portrayed the investigators. The movie makes it look like they went out of the way to get them, which wasn't true in real life. Yet again, one of the one of the issues that comes up with Hollywood, I think, 
Glad that you mentioned Wednesday Raven Awards. Just finished filling out the answer sheet. Nominated everything everywhere all at once. Roughly one quarter of the responses. I hope that's okay. Hey, again, I, I think that absolutely is the case. Uh, is fine. And uh, yeah, it, it was definitely one of my top films of the year, too. Harvey then says, Now that I think of it, Sean Astin playing Gomez could have been neat. He could have been, look, the comic version. Um, yeah, but I don't think Sean Astin... I, I don't see that. I don't see Sean Astin pulling that off, to be honest. I don't think he has the look. I don't think he has the look, personally. Uh, but anyway, with all that being said, and with all of the comments, let's see, King Kane Rumsky says, the breaker bar is what loosens up the lug nut, and you can even stand on it if needed. So again, but every car typically comes with that that set. So I already have that. I already have like the, you know, not the crowbar, but I think that's what it is, the breaker bar. The problem was that it was on so tight, I literally had to stand on it in order for it to actually do anything. Um, it, w- it was pretty bad. So um, that's why I would much rather get the mechanical one. Much rather get the uh, mechanical one. Uh, but anyway, that is going to be it, everybody. So thank you so much for watching this evening. Yes, if any of you haven't voted yet, please make sure that you put your nominations in for the Wednesday Raven Awards. Uh, That will close this coming Sunday. And after that, I will then put together the official ballot for the uh, Raven Awards. And you will soon now be able to, one, know the nominees and also be able to start voting as well as, as you, the people, will vote. Last year, we had like 250 people, I think. Ended up voting on uh, in that one. I had I had it pulled up the other day. It was like over two hundred people. So, um, uh, and I think it was like the most that we had ever had. It was like two hundred fifty or so people had voted. So, definitely excited to have this happen again. Definitely excited to see y'all's votes in the future as well. And uh, forever sci-fi. Uh, I regret I can only nominate Jeremy for show once. But hey, if there are enough people that nominate him, even if it's for different categories, then you might still see him get in there nonetheless. But anyway, so Raven Awards, those are going to be a lot of fun. But I want to go back again. I, I highly recommend the offer. I think it's fantastic. Last of Us is off to a pretty good start, despite a couple of issues that I have. Tulsa King as well. Uh, I'm excited to, to dive further into that show. And uh, yeah, so... Thank you, everyone, for being in the chat tonight. Uh, again, here in the Steadfast, thank you for super chatting earlier. It really does mean a lot. really does help out a lot as well. And as I mentioned, I got a ton of things to give away. As you can see, I have a stack of movies right here, including The Menu, They Live on 4K Steelbook, Nobody on 4K Steelbook, sorry, on, on uh, 4K, Clockwork Orange on 4K, Train to Busan on 4K, Casablanca on 4K, Seven Samurai on Criterion Collection Blu-ray, Banshees of Anishirin Blu-ray, Shawshank, 4K, Last Night in Soho, 4K, It's a Wonderful Life, 4K, Edge of Tomorrow, 4K, Tommy Boy, Steelbook, The Godfathers, Part 1, 2, and 3, all individual releases there, 4K Steelbook, Bridge on the River Kwai, 4K, Top Gun, Maverick, 4K, and I also have Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade on 4K uh, on 4K Steelbook as well. So tons of films to give away. And again, if you have claimed a, a film in the most recent giveaway on the Discord server, then uh, I will be getting back to y'all as soon as I possibly can. And uh, if you want to have access to any of those giveaways, please check out the Keeper the Bifrost level on Patreon, Subscribe Star, or Locals. You can find the links to those in the top uh, comment in the video description down below. Anyway, uh, Hardwick, why do you always ask questions when I'm ending the show, bro? So rude. So, so rude, Hardwick, every time. 
Drives me nuts. Anyway, love you, brother. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. And again, uh, if you missed it very early on, the, uh, the one of the big news items of the day is that 70B is no longer an active mod on the channel. Uh, she has uh, not been able to do the Tuesday shows because of work. So practically, she just could not make the Tuesday shows work. And then the Saturday shows that she was able to make work, she can no longer make work because of uh, an another job opportunity. So uh, because of that, she will not be around as regularly, uh, but she will still be making her appearance every now and then when she can. Uh, we just said vanilla bean haagen ice cream is so hard to find, but oh my goodness, that just sounds delicious and, and just sounds fantastic. But uh, anyway, if you had missed that earlier, that is the reason why Stephanie is is, is not in the chat and why she will not be as active in the chat uh, for the for the you know uh, foreseeable future, and then of course uh, Tina is still having issues with her eyes, but it sounds like her eyesight's getting a little bit better. Has doctor appointments coming up, so keep uh, praying for Tina for her eyesight, uh, for them to be able to hopefully find ways to uh, continue her rehab and to be able to to find better prescriptions as well. And uh, hopefully once that is figured out, they can start to launch soup to nuts because I know that's something that a lot of people had a lot of fun with. So anyway. Those are all the thoughts that I have for today. So please make sure to smash the like button, like the five button on Odyssey, and smash the rumble button as well. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Also, make sure that you share this video out with anyone that you thought uh, you think might have enjoyed this comment or this commentary. Uh, this will be posted up live on the channel on all the various platforms uh, for rewatch if you need it. And it'll be up on all the major podcasting platforms probably sometime tomorrow morning, if possible. So that's going to be it for me tonight, everybody. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening, a blessed feast of St. Anthony. And as always, uh, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my January Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with my Patreon members, Father Luca Illich, Garrett Searles, Jaimeer Ari Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Chat Reviews, who can check out on his YouTube channel, Orange Chat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Eagle Rider, and Miss Martin Muses, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out over on her YouTube channel, Tina B, with her show, Soup to Nuts, which she does, um, tries, to do, tries to do every single week with her friend and with fellow uh, Valkyrie and fellow mod of the channel. Stephanie B. And also a special shout out to the modern major general of the channel, Laura Story. Thank you again for joining. And of course, I do want to give a special shout out to Tina B and make sure that everyone knows that our prayers are being extended towards her as she continues to recover from complications that have occurred uh, recently with her medically and has resulted in a loss of eyesight or at the very least of, of more clear eyesight. So to continue to offer our prayers for her. Also, a shout out to my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, who can check out on his Twitch channel by the same name, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and The K-Man, who can check out over at xtheboundaries.co. And lastly, to my locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer Brett, oh, sorry, and the amazing lawyer Robert Barnes. So thank you all very much for supporting me on Local Subscribe Star and Patreon. If you want your name shouted at the end of every live stream and video, please check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to this and also, of course, to a monthly podcast that I do with John the Flick Flick Plickinger. Also, access to a giveaways channel on my Discord where I give away films this month. I've got films like Seven Samurai on Blu-ray from the Criterion Collection to give away, The Banshees of Anishirin, Tommy Boy Steelbook, Edge of Tomorrow 4K, and tons of other 4Ks and Steelbooks as they get released over the next month. We'll be 
available and also of course digital codes as well so if that any of that sounds interesting to you check out that top link and join over on patreon subscribe star or on locals you guys are all amazing and beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless